morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along to episode 60 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast and it is a momentous occasion on episode 60 as it's the first time we will be in both sound and vision a revolutionary development in technology over 40 years ago, <laughs> probably over 100 years ago has allowed us to do this so if there's something you want to see more of give us a, a like and a wee comment, a polite comment below <laughs> it should be stated this is not an invite um, for any abuse so hopefully that's for sure anyway uh, on this week's show we'll be discussing all things Betfred Cup uh, been away for the last three weeks so it'll be good to kind of discuss the competition that no one else is discussing <laughs> usually our bread and butter and we'll also be talking about the upcoming European fixtures um, and why Aberdeen have been droning on this week um, as well as the Hibernian game you might have missed. Ah, pun there if you saw the game. Uh, we'll also be covering Rangers, how we think we'll get on. And we'll also have a wee open-ended topic at the end. So discussing like uh, Adam Rooney's move uh, to Salford City. Who knew that Rooney would be reunited with the class of 92, weirdly. <laughs> um, strange coincidence there. As well as some other news. So... Joining me, uh, Scotland's ropiest announcer, Paul, and as you can see in the background by my football kits, Fly Emirates fanboy. Uh, alongside me will be my co-host, Darren. Hello, Paul. Thing. Where have you been for the last three weeks? What's happened? Oh, just a wee partying and all Partying? That, yes. <laughs> Hard life. A lot, a lot of alcohol. Scouting in Magaluf again, were you? Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> no talent to report back. Always has. No, no footballers, unfortunately. And <laughs> joining us as well, John, it's the hardened football fan uh, who's wearing a bizarre... Football top tonight. No, I'm totally unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> Big Falkirk fan. You've been uh, attending some of the Falkirk Betfred Cup fixtures. Indeed. Uh, that's uh, chewed you up, I'm sure, has My it? I will. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, well, we are pleased to be back uh, and thank you very much for joining us. So, let's get straight into things, shall we? Right. Topic number one. The Betfred Cup. It's been going on for the last couple of weeks. And um, three of us actually sat down together for the first time in ages to watch a full 90 minutes of football. That's true. Uh, to watch what was an enthralling game. Dunfermline <laughs> against Dundee. Or Dundee against Dunfermline, I should say. Over in about what, five minutes. And I think I Jackson Longridge got the go. Um, and I think the key talking points from this game, uh, we were considering Dunfermline perhaps to be championship league contenders. So the question I put to you guys, is that still what we think? Uh, if, I still think they'll be up there, to be honest. I know they weren't, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, but you need to remember they were playing a Premiership club. So, yeah, Dundee might not be top of the Premiership, but still, it's... Who knows, Darren, the season's yet to begin. <laughs> what are your thoughts, John? Men's game, by any stretch. I don't know, I don't think they'll be challenging quite as high as Ross County. I think they are my picks. Oh, really? They're just loaded with money. It's <laughs> ridiculous. They Always helps. Top four is a reasonable aspiration. Yeah. Title challenging is a bit too far. I think they would be pleased uh, with more playoff games. Uh, I thought what was interesting about Dunfermline from my point of view is that, unlike Falkirk, they actually make the three at the back thing work. Um, with some, you know, quite enthusiastic and energetic fullbacks. I yeah. thought Jackson Longridge was fantastic, and uh, I think Ryan Williamson on the other side also had a great game as well, and they've really made that work for them. Oh, that's, uh... But another fo- former Falkirk player, Miles Hippolyte, ruins the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> at the top end of the pitch with his abysmal finishing. Yep. Uh, quite uh, frankly, nothing's changed. <laughs> Bring back Stevie Crawford, and they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be fine. Uh, I think my tip, though, 
Well, what did we think of Dundee, actually? A work in progress. I, they don't care. Mm. It's, it's all about the league for them. Survival, first and foremost. True. Got a I lot think, of injuries. Yeah, uh, and even more now after that game. Oh, there was three injuries in the one <laughs> three game. Three in one game. Very unlucky. Uh, some interesting players, though, they brought in that. Was it Marenga? Looks quite good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kusunga? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, of them. You're just making up names. Well, <laughs> I remember Mendy. Yeah, I Mendy, do remember yeah. Mendy. Uh, Darren Jibe, he was you know the same guy that plays at Man City. Not quite, but uh, <laughs> he had some interesting, exciting players. Of course, Faisal helped back to back at Dunfermline, so might that might sort the Miles Hippolyte thing. He might even come back to Dundee, given that Musa's injured for so long. Oh, who cares about Musa though? <laughs> Chris Sutton was singing the praises of Marcus Haber. Uh, of all people, I was like, eh, mm. you've not been player. watching the game for a while. Yeah, he's exactly. a decent player at that level, though. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, better than Musa. Have they said how long Musa's going to be out like that? Who cares? Doesn't matter, he's rubbish. <laughs> he's absolutely bad. It's not that bad. It's okay. okay. He was good in the Betfred Club last year. Beyond that, yeah. no. I think he's, he just struggled with service. That's his biggest issue. That's what McCann's trying to sort. He's trying to get a centre mid that kind of works more. Mm. I think they look okay at the back. Not brilliant, but okay. Yeah. Um, Multi-million pound Stephen Cocker on their rooks. I think O'Hara's a great <laughs> player. Um, they missed Scott Allen a wee bit, I think. Yeah. Nah, he never fitted. No, know? not I a Dundee. Um, Just a wee bit creative. I think it's a hard job. I think everyone at Dundee always eventually gets sacked. A hard club. Yeah. The 90s worse, we'll probably get to that, but <laughs> they should be comfortable enough to stay in the Premiership. I think mid-table's not the top of the bottom six is a good kind of benchmark yeah. for them. So we'll see how they get on. Yeah, they'd be happy with that. Eh, not worth giving up my Sunday for when Lewis Hamilton was bursting through the field in Hockenheim. <laughs> so choices well made there. Uh, kind of elsewhere, I think my pick actually for the championship. You've been saying about Ross County. I think Inverness Cali have been doing really well. They've they look good blitzed too. this conversation. Well, I say blitzed. They needed a last minute winner against Wraith, but you know, <laughs> Inverness are doing a Falkirk last season. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the thing. Last season, if you go back to our uh, uh, raving reviews, it's amazing when Falkirk were doing well. How many episodes we were banging out. <laughs> um, and how we touted them for the, the title, which is really funny to go back and listen to now. Um, so, yeah, the Betfred Cup isn't necessarily a kind of setter, but, you know, and yeah. we can see, I think, by how seriously some of the Premiership sides have been taking it. And, uh, by that, I mean not very. Um, you know, none of them, I think, have a 100% record in hearts, especially. Yeah, it's just a pre-season tournament for them all. I know. The Championship clubs have been doing well, though. Uh, excluding Falkirk, obviously, but, uh, but uh, it might be the opposite for Falkirk this season. They might be bad in the Betfair and then do well in the league, hopefully. Yeah. But, but no, most of the Championship clubs, I think, are first or second in the leagues, isn't it? So, Very few yeah. Championship teams have gone through the same turnover as Falkirk have, though. Mm, yeah, that's Well, true. there's a lot of signings being made across Championship clubs. Maybe not the entire team. I mean, that, I think, certainly against St. Johnston sort of last night, maybe about nine, maybe ten were all new players right and certainly all 11 I think were new players apart from maybe Muirhead um, if you take it back from uh, this time last year mm-hmm. it's an entirely new squad well I mean it, it's interesting because you know we've been to see Falkirk a couple of times now uh, and it's been awful <laughs> <laughs> to the point where it was worse than last season and the point a lot of people have been making you know the focus 
from Falkirk was kind of away from their youth development. And they've just been signing folk from other folks' academies. And it's like, why would you do that? Was there better? Well, yeah. We went to a lot of under-20s games. Are you honestly saying that that under-20 team that we watched last season is actually better than the people we were bringing up just now? Some of them. (laughs) Some of them. them. We're okay. Some of them. I I, I mean... Would you rather have Denon Lewis, with what you've seen so far, or Scottie Shepard? Yeah. No, there's a, there's a few of them that, that certainly are. And I, I think, you know, as you say again, it's it's just a wee warm-up. We won't take too much. It's um, Hardy's implied it, that it's a, a kind of team-building exercise. If it cup, great, if, that, eh? great if you go through, it doesn't matter if you don't, really. I must admit, I've done nothing but, like, slate Paul Hartley since he arrived. And I was watching this week an interview with, uh, a great interview with Barry Robson, actually who spoke about his time at Celtic yeah. and playing alongside Zico. I was like, who on earth is he talking about here, Zico? And eventually it was like Paul Hartley. I'm like, oh my goodness, Paul Hartley used to play like Champions League games <laughs> against like Barcelona. and like yeah. He was in both squads for Scotland against France. Well, he was he was the diamond of our mid... Well, okay, that's maybe a bit excessive. <laughs> but yeah, he was an absolute stalwart of a midfield and now he's in front of us just with utter trash. Not utter trash, it's, it's not a, a work in progress. It's a work in progress, but... Yeah, a lot of a lot of pressure on his back uh, this season, I think. Well, the knicker waiters in the main stand—that's an issue. I think that's why they've certainly the Shire game mm-hmm. always closed doors. Yeah, they try and keep them away from prying eyes, giving abuse. Well, we'll wait and see how he does. Um, if they have a, lo- a slow start start to the season, I think Falkirk will like for Paul Hartley anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. I, I can't. Know. I can't see the keeping them I'm for the long term. Least bit concerned at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> see I can't tell if that's a positive or a false the they might be concerned then <laughs> we'll wait and see we'll cover that of course in our preview show which will probably be next week I haven't fully decided um, speaking of Paul Hartley's former team Hearts uh, fined £10,000 £8,000 of which was suspended for fielding an ineligible player in the Betfred Cup and docked points two points, two points which two points, yeah. I think still sees them in the running but They've been guff again. Like, well, not guff, but maybe poor for a team that's finished top six well, last season. It took them like what fifty, sixty minutes to break down Cowden Beef. I admit when they did break them <laughs> down the <laughs> Cowden Beef got nice and off too. Oh, ah, yeah, but the, by that point they were absolutely <laughs> shot five nil. Um, signings haven't been great for Hearts this year. No, I mean you know my opinion on Craig Levine. Well, <laughs> is this his season though? Is this the last straw? It's probably the last straw to about January. He's dinosaur comparatively, mm. in my opinion. Uh, yeah. He's more suited to the boardroom than he is to management these days. Perhaps uh, the ineligible player thing I find so weird that it still like happens these days though, because it happens all the That's time. True. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you blame the player? Because sometimes you get guys that have been on loan, played in like the FA Cup first round, and then they've come back to like you know Man City or whatever and been used as a sub in the 88th minute. Um, so who do you blame the club? Do you blame the player? Uh, I was an admin error in the Hearts instance because they had they registered him or something like that. Uh, I'd say the club. It's more the club than the player. Players just think about the game. That's the true. So it's the poor secretary in the back room. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. It's probably. It's gone our way a few times. It was. It was, it was Celtic in Europe. Was it not some Polish team like like a Warsaw like or something. Warsaw, an ineligible player. Aye. So when they, I think Celtic got beat, they should have been knocked out and they got, got through. Put them back into the Europa League and it was kind of roles reversed. Yeah. 
Yeah, Walsh ended up in Europa League. Celtic carried on in the Champions League. And I think they actually got through as well. I think they did. Group stages. I remember the Polish team like just wanted to play them for honour at that point. Like, <laughs> let's just exchange the places. And I was like, and they were like, no. <laughs> Why would we do that? Uh, which was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, kind of elsewhere, the point I was going to make was uh, that the the kind of lower league, non-league teams were doing well. Uh, kind of Cove and Spartans. Yeah, Cove, uh, and yeah. Actual fact, they have picked up like two points between them. But they've pushed teams. But, but for them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they've pushed Spartans teams. done okay against Kamarnock too, considering who they were playing. I know. They pushed them until after half time. Uh, just after half time, yeah. They were tweeting as well, you know, it's great to see such quality uh, in front of us here. At, where did they play? Who Spartans? Uh huh. Can't remember the name of It's out in Edinburgh in the Leith way. Yeah. It's um, been great to have you know, such talent. The football was a bit eye-opening for us. There was a jibe at Chris Boyd. <laughs> Full stop. Nil-nil at half-time. <laughs> and then they got beat like 3-0 or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. He scored a hat-trick as well. Yeah. It's enough of them. Every that's... time you see pictures, it's always a him like giving it like this or that. He's always pulling funny faces. He, he knows what he's doing. That's one song. Yes. Sadly, quality doesn't go with fitness <laughs> in Scotland. Um, other bizarre moments was a, a, a pigeon or a squirrel was carried off at Hampton. I think Hampton. I saw a pigeon on my report, but... I think it was. A, on the radio, they said a squirrel had been dropped onto the pitch by a pigeon. And I was like, that is some strong pigeon yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be picking up a squirrel. That's, that's a carrier pigeon, though. Well, yeah. hey, <laughs> part of the day to John Brown. Um... So I, a pigeon, died <laughs> at the Queen's Park pitch. Could be a new mascot for them. Uh, gives a new meaning to pigeon-chested players, that's for sure. Well, post-mortem, see if it was suicide. Well, I, maybe it was to help Hamden negotiations at the moment. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, yeah, interesting moment. Uh, but, of course, this sort of bet Fred Cup was the kind of... the prequel to summer football, I think, in a sense. It was like a proof of concept. So my question would be is it working as a proof of concept as in uh, for summer football or for summer football not a good benchmark I would agree with that yeah as a concept as great. a competition as well it's a struggle they're struggling with attendances attendances have been poor I think it's in part because it is viewed as a pre-season yeah for a lot of clubs the pricing's a bit iffy as well. I mean, it was 15 quid to get into St. Johnston. That's just St. Johnston who's gone back. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Even the tenor's pushing it a wee bit. Well, <laughs> I think the, the problem is, because as you say, like attendances have been floating around for big premiership clubs, kind of 1,500 to 1,800. I think Less, Tynecastle, they opened one stand for the Cowdenbeath game. Less than 1,000 at Tannadice for Dundee United's game against Arbroath. There you go. I think you'll get that in the summer. So... Because people's got to be gone their holidays and that, yeah. so you always get a bit of that. But don't get me wrong, I still expect the tendencies to be better and what that. I mean, you would you'll see a massive spike again come the first league game of the season. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, people have paid the, for their the season league, tickets yeah. though, and like this is it. I mean, it's hard to kind of judge if this would work in summer football because it is just a pre-season tournament. You I would mean, actually have to run this season, yeah, over the summer to really gauge it. And I know that's an impossibility, really. Uh-huh. You can't do it as a one-season experiment, but. I think in terms of the tournament structure currently, it feels very muddled in that you're having... How many groups are there? Like six, six, seven, eight? I think the structure's fine. It's just the kind of attitude towards it isn't really there. Yeah, but see when you're trying to keep abreast of it, like on the the BBC or whatever, there's a list of scores, all these groups. They then condense that down because no one's really covering it. 
and it's 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 a bit confusing. It'd be nice to see them kind of split it up a bit more, like the Champions League or whatever, split the games over two days. I think in some stretching a concept. It's, well, I think it makes it, it difficult. As it is. It's just like I say, it's just big preseason. I mean, well, it makes it difficult to follow, and it's not the product that people want because if you're a big team playing a weird team, you don't care. There's no meaning behind that. You know, who wants to turn out and see Cowden Beath, Cove Rangers, Spartans, etc. I think the reverse of that is very interesting. I think Spartans would love to go out yeah, and see Hearts and things like that. But for the bigger teams, the model just doesn't it doesn't quite work the same. Difficult cost measure for bigger clubs. For weaker clubs, if they get the big team mm-hmm. away or at home, it doesn't really matter. You'll see a wee bit of increase in revenue, but hmm. I don't know. It works fine as a kind of pre-court of the league. I mean, if you're Hearts, you are going to be playing a club the size of Cowdenbeath. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be Rovers or something like that. Yeah. Just, that's just your preseason. But I'm not doing that. Way, a, that does generate maybe one or two hundred extra people on the gate. Mm-hmm. Less people would show up if it was Hearts versus Cowden Beath preseason yeah. game with nothing attached to it. That's true. And there is a wee bit of TV money. It's not a lot, but it's TV money. I don't know how much longer that'll last because that game we watched on Sunday was terrible and like I tell you what they've shown that game about the last four days oh well well that's the thing there's nothing else on it's a gap filler that's the thing it's a gap filler for them just repeated it over and over yeah that's true that gives them a bit like if summer football ever happened though it would be scrapped so and they would go back to the old Uh, system it would be quite interesting though to actually sit down with a TV company and go if we do move to summer football what kind of deal are you going to give us because look at the coverage that Sky and BT have shown over the last eight weeks none since they don't have the World Cup Abysmal. That's true. Yeah. But then you are going up against the World Cup, the Euros, the Olympics, ah, Wimbledon, Le Mans 24 hours. Stretching it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people like to do in the summer, you know. Ah, if you're middle class and live in England. Like... <laughs> I our our, our viewers could be <laughs> middle class I English. I go down to Wimbledon. No, but you can watch it on the telly. That's I'm, not what yeah, I'm I'll saying. Headley rowing regatta and such like. Right, well, that's you. That's, <laughs> that's a feature salary. I saw um, a boy Tom Dallison, I think, was at the Open on Sunday. Yeah, there was a few. Yeah. There was quite a lot of people. A lot of footballers. You're getting in the way of golf in the middle of summer. Joy. Strachan would be furious, but yeah, that's for sure. Good. <laughs> so, aye, there we go. Uh, so, vote to keep it, vote to change it if you had to right now. Just leave it. Who cares? I'd, I'd keep it. It's time being. I'm it's good what it is, but it's still we'd like something better than that. But at the end of the day, it's the summer. So. Yeah, ah, it's fine. It does a job. Like, it does a job. It does. It fills a void. Okay, I'll reluctantly say, say yes to that. <laughs> um, in which case, but um, beyond that, there are a few teams that are not playing in the Betfred Cup. They're in fact playing in the European qualifiers. We've of course got Hearts, Hibs. Hebs, Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Rangers, Celtic For how much longer we do not know So Who do we want to start with? Hebs, Aberdeen, Rangers We'll start off with your team Start off with Aberdeen shall we? Yeah So (laughs) This will be quick Right (laughs) Might not necessarily (laughs) Going out (laughs) Well First things first about Aberdeen Have you heard about this new drone partnership they've got? No I haven't heard So they have a new drone partnership with a company To help their tactics Help you know Develop that part of the game. They were on the news the other day with oh, the one? Oh, right. and it crashed. 
it crashed and it broke <laughs> into a million pieces in the middle of the photography pitch. So, you know, no more drone tactics. <laughs> I'd be a good laugh on a 90 degree wind coming off the north. Well, that may well have been the problem. Um, so yeah, that's out the window. I think for me in this fixture, because they're playing Burnley, um, and as you might have seen on the Instagram page, all the stats are against them here. Um, but you know, Burnley have only really played one competitive, well, one semi-competitive sort of friendly. I think Preston they drew Preston, two yeah. each, or beat them yeah. three two. Uh, the one three two. One three two. It wasn't a fantastic performance, you know. So I think you know Aberdeen have played a couple of more, you know, friendlies. Haven't hasn't been going that well up until the West Brom friendly, leading up to this game where they got a one each draw. Sam Cosgrove got a goal. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Stevie May might not need to be our. <laughs> you know. at the moment. Well, that's the thing. In these sort of games, you know, McInnes has always gone with a big striker. Remember, he always used to play Stockley in the final against Celtic. That's right. So yeah. when he feels he's up against it, he'll play the big man just in sheer hope. Um, have they made many signings, Aberdeen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two of the day. They made two. Oh, did they? Uh, centre back and someone else. Yeah, centre back came in from uh, Watford. Oh, right, Another yeah. Irishman. Uh, I will. See, I, I'm not. I'm not complaining <laughs> about that. But it what seems. Are you saying? To, I was going to say it's like no. Yeah, like but it. it's becoming a bit of a home from home for uh, like you know Gleeson was Irish. McGinn, you know, we had Hayes. Rooney. Rooney was Irish. <laughs> Danny Rogers is Irish. <laughs> well, he's he's gone. So that's who Thomas Cherney. All your books came in to replace. Uh, why did you get rid of Danny Rogers and replace him with Thomas Cherney? I don't know. My. Everyone in the sort of comment section of these things were saying, you know, oh, let the boy get out and get some experience, he'll come back and be fine. This has been going on for four or five years. Yeah, and the fact is, he's going, he's going out to sit on the St Mirren bench. So, you know, that's no use to man the race. They don't believe him, them. just let him, let him go. That's my opinion on that. Otherwise, the squad is sorely lacking in a good striker. Sorely lacking in a good striker. Yeah. Uh, I think that's does stick out. Yeah, one of the complaints. They tried to sign. You remember Owen Doyle? Yeah. Oh, Hibs. yeah. Preston. Aye, we we missed that. Good. <laughs> we dodged a bullet there. I don't know. Honest. It would have been better than Stevie May. That's the big problem. Anyone Preston, though, you would be going for Louis Moult. <sighs> That'd be a lot of money, though, considering. Be, what they play? I know, but Preston signed him for what five hundred grand. They'd be looking to get some of that back. On loan, even. I've been hearing a lot of Rangers fans wanting him. So a doable signing as well. It is. Uh, but I as far as the fixture's concerned, I'm hopeful for the home leg on Thursday. And by the time you've listened to this time yeah. you listen to this, I might be a fool. <laughs> I might well be a fool. If they can get something at home, which I think is the only remote hope for this. Because you know, Burnley aren't at the races, are Aberdeen at the races? I think this is where not playing in the first round of the Europa League hasn't actually helped. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it is a cold start for competitive football. Oh, for both. It's maybe it's a same, level same for Burnley, I suppose. Yeah. It is the same for Burnley. If they get lucky and get a 1-0, that's all you can ask for, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's... You need to be taking a victory into the second leg, I think. Yes. You need something to hang on to. Yes. it's going to be tough. So well, dangerous, in fact, the smoke alarm sound <laughs> gone off. Uh, the only good thing is for... <laughs> <laughs> 
Och breka den i Jaka. Så kunde vi ha det i Jaka. Prova jag. Jag kunde inte ta det. Nej, jag vet inte. Fullt så små kan vi få. Boom. Så I will wait and see. As far Burnley don't have that many big names. As really. say, it's not like they've went out and made a couple of big name signings oh, or something. I don't I'm think they brought really. anybody in really. I don't so. know if it's just me, but the English Premier League window has been really quiet. Relatively. Yeah, for the been. small teams especially. I think the World Cups had an impact on that too. So. We bet, but it's yeah. been really quiet. It has been quiet, yeah. So, uh, aye, fingers crossed for the do- draw. <laughs> the drones. <laughs> Let's hope they don't crash and burn just like their drone did. Um, elsewhere. We have Hibernian going off to Greece to face Astarastropolis um, after they spectacularly came through against Faroe Island side NSI Runovic, who had an Instagram account when I went to tag them. Did they? I was amazed by that. It was verified and everything. I was like, <laughs> wow. how on earth? Anyway. It is the Faroe Islands. There's no one there. Like... I know. <laughs> exactly. Apart from FA Ambrose scoring their own goals. Um, <laughs> that was an absolutely bizarre game. Um, I think they were quite relaxed though because of the result. So I don't think. I hope we can't take too much from that. Uh, Need to defend better, listen. Well, yes. <laughs> well, when they went two 0 down, I was like, I thought they'd put this kind of thing behind them. Like, it was the opposite thing of when they played Rangers at the last game of the season and went three 0 up to think, oh, they could actually, yeah. you know, get third here. Um, Stevie Mallon seems to be playing absolutely cracking for them. That's really, a really top good. signing. Him and McGinn in midfield was like that's a, a class pair. But well, you wonder if they're holding on to McGinn for well, this process. They'll hold on until they either get to the group stages, <laughs> very slim, or <laughs> they get bumped out and then they'll sell him. Well, uh, you and know, that's the right thing to do. The statistics are very much against them. You know, Astoras Tripolis finished what fourth, fifth in the Greek league. Fifth, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think they're about 100 ranks UEFA ranks ahead of Hibernian This will be a tough game um, It will be a tough game And I think they've, the fans have been saying That they'll get a similar welcome to Aberdeen When they went to Limassol in Cyprus Because that sort of fan culture Right, yeah, out yeah. There. I don't know if the match will be affected Because of these um, forest fires or anything like that. I've not heard anything I'm not sure. I can't remember if it's them Or if it's AEK Athens Who have the stadium ban as well Right I think it's Athens Right. Uh, I'm sure that was the chairman that ran on with a gun. Oh, yes. Uh, against Pal- I remember reading about that. <laughs> that could actually come back for Celtic, weirdly enough. We'll talk about later on. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that, but I can't remember. Maybe both. Yeah, it's Greece. They're absolutely yeah. on trolley. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be amazing for them to get a result. I think here is probably where it could end for them. A reasonable chance. If, if they come away with like a draw or something like that, that'd be incredible. That'd be a great score for them. For me, out with Celtic, they are the best squad in Scotland right now for just these sort of one-off performances. Yes. You know, got the manager for it as well. Got the manager made some good signings as long as they're holding on to McGinn for a while, which it looks like they have Should do, intentions. Uh, if they did get through against the Greek side, they would face uh, Lassie, I think, of Albania or Mould of Norway. And you would fancy them against them. Yeah. Uh, so they actually have one of the easier draws. It's a good incentive. Yes. To kind of get them going. You know, it's. I don't know anything about Lassie. And I think Mould is playing. They play in the Arctic Circle. Do they? Yeah. Oh, quite remarkable. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're that fantastic. You can beat a. You could beat a Norwegian side. Well, I thought so. I've heard of them. We'll find out tonight. <laughs> well, we will find out tonight. It was Celtic <laughs> face off against uh, Rosenborg. Um, Aberdeen, by the way, if they get through. They play a team from Istanbul. Second best team in Turkey. E, well, something like that. Uh, Bashakir, Istanbul Bashakir, who on their books, Darren, have 
Uh, Gail Clichy, Emmanuel Adebayor, and Arda Turan. Really? So, yeah, you can chuck. That. <laughs> chuck. That's the thing about Aberdeen, it's a, a total fruitless endeavour, because if you do get through... You yeah, know. you've got a horrendous trip to Istanbul, won't you? Well then, even if you get through again, there's the likes of Atlanta, there's, I think, Red Bull Leipzig are in at this stage. Uh, Seville. Seville are in at this stage. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and that's the problem with Hibs and Rangers, if they continue. Uh, I think that's right. Rangers yeah. will go and play Ozil Yek. Ozil Yek. Ozil Yek. I think. Uh, <laughs> Let's go with it. <laughs> where, where are they from, Darren? Uh, <laughs> Croatia, Croatia, yeah. good. I had to think about that. My worry is that uh, these Croatians will be fired up after their World Cup performance, and they'll just blitz us. I'm hoping they're all hungover. Like. <laughs> well, that's a good chance. That's a good chance. Uh, Dan, I think you saw them against Skupi. Uh, the Macedonian yes, side. Yeah. They look well, kind of good. They were okay, Rangers. The first leg, the second leg, there wasn't a lot happening, but the team they were playing Skupi, they they were very poor going forward. So yeah. I think this Croatian side will be better going forward. So it that's where the challenge them. will come in. Eh? But they've not really seen not seen a lot of new centre backs at Rangers or anything, so no. it'll be interesting to see them getting tested. No, the new signings have looked alright. Uh, I think the old guard Morelos has been utter I, trash. Yeah, I think the old guard's <laughs> the problem. I think getting these new signings in that's making the difference. See, that's the thing for me. Like folk like Murphy, he never really kicked on when he came in. He made a difference. He made a difference at the time, but you know, in the team now, I wasn't that impressed with him over the two legs. I think they were lording, you know, what Glenn Middleton is one of their top guys. And I'm like, he's, he's a good impact player. I wouldn't have him starting the game. No. Morelos is just needing a bit more experience up beside him. But oh, you see the difference. I just wouldn't have him playing personally. But, no. <laughs> but you see the difference when Kenny Miller was up beside him. Mm-hmm. You could see the difference in his play. It was a lot better. I think Kenny Miller just does that to people he, he makes. Left. We've <laughs> seen what happened to Craig Sibbald at Livingston. Yeah, well, he played a, a glorious ball to Kenny Miller in the that's weekend. A fluke. Yeah. Um, like a, I don't like <laughs> I don't like this loan strategy of Rangers. You're never going to loan your way to a championship. Like I don't know, it's, they need something to kind of stem. Yeah, it's it's what they're doing for one money and two. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of players they're bringing in from Liverpool. They're not going to be able to sign these players from. Hand them all so. back. You know what's the? Well, I think they've got I like. Mean, you're going to be handing them maybe one or two year deals anyway. What difference does it make? So yeah. it's just a. Yeah, the rumor was they've got agreement with Liverpool anyway that they can sign whoever, whoever they want. Uh, whoever Klopp <laughs> says he's not wanting. It can't so. be a Liverpool B side like better than what they've got last season. Well, at least yeah, but it, finished, yeah. it feels like honest, quick yeah. fix yeah. after quick fix after quick fix, and a lot of these guys, you know, they're not champions, you know, like and even their big signings like Scott Arfield. Has he ever won a league before? Possibly the championship. I'm not entirely Certainly sure. Certainly came up through the playoffs with Huddersfield. I don't know if he won yeah. the league. That's Manuel. Murphy, you know, never really won anything, and I still think it's more promising than last season. I think it's gone the right direction. Yeah. It is. I mean, they we'll, we'll been, see how they go. They haven't been popped out in the first round of the Europa League. No, it's, no, it's that's true. Progress, let's be honest. Yes, yes. No pun intended. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the Rangers fans were questioning their abysmal UEFA ranking, and it was like, well, the only thing they have to go on is you got punted out in the first round. Yeah, uh, you know. I think for me. If Rangers were always team where the kind of top Scottish talent went, so I would like to see them sign more kind of permanent deals, you know, from the top players in the Premiership. I know that that pool's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> well, they tried it. I mean, they signed Greg Dockery, and all of a sudden went off him. I think it's a bit bizarre. He's Steve, a decent Steve player, Gerrard's but... came in, so he might he might know. If he was decent, as good as but that was too much, too fast to go from Hamilton to Rangers in the space of a couple of weeks. He wasn't playing again with good players though at the time. That was the thing. I, I was. If he had stayed. Him and Arfield in the midfield, that's a decent combination. Yeah. 
so many midfielders now, like you know, Ryan Jack. I've tried to remember the, the boy's name. Is it Ajar? Ajara? Ajaya? Ah, yeah. He looks quite good, actually. He's got, he's got played a good uh, pass through in that he, second yeah, leg. Yeah. I think he's definitely got. <laughs> Which says top quality. player. That's yeah, all I know. In Scotland, that's all you need. Though. I read a quote about uh, that striker, Umar Sadiq. Uh, yes. And uh, like, it was an NAC Breda coach. It was like, sometimes. He just didn't know what he was doing and how rubbish he was. I was like, and then sometimes he'd have a moment of brilliance. I was like, this sounds like another Ranger striker they've got on their books. That's fantastic. We'll see how. It's a big question mark for me. I've not seen that much of Gerard, so we'll see how it pans out. But they are playing the lowest ranked side or the highest ranked UEFA side, so they are the, in theory, statistically the most likely the Scottish sides to go through. So pressures on Rangers. Yeah. Okay. They're playing the weakest team the statistically. Weakest team, basically, yeah. And they are a quarter of a star better according to football manager statistics. It's a hair with yeah, it's, it's not a lot. Uh, who would they go on to face? Let me. Uh, Malabar, was it? Oh, oh yeah, Marabor. Yeah. Um, Achilles heel of Scotland. <laughs> I, I was thinking Marabor would actually. You don't be... want them, do you? Marabor would be hard. They've punted us out a lot, haven't they? If they won four of their five last ties, either we looked four or five last ties against Scottish teams, mm-hmm. which included Rangers. Not too long ago, 2011. Mm-hmm. They've beat Hibs, they've beat Celtic, I think. Maybe it's Aberdeen, they're the only team that actually bet them. Really? That would be a long back. time ago. I'm sure they were only, the club, Maribor were only about two or three years old at the time as well. As, ah, as right, a club. Yeah. Aye, they're not an old club, are they? No. Well, area of the world yeah. is a bit. Slovenia. Slovenia have been tough to beat. They've, they've put some Premier League sides. Oh, is it dumb as Ali? Pushed West Ham or something, but um, aye, we'll see how we get on this round because again, <laughs> let's not get ahead of Once the games go on Thursday, <laughs> well, this, is it. this could be nil and void. Uh, the problem is, like, I was looking at the stats the other day for our quiz later, which we'll come to. And can't wait. The only time you know we really progressed was when there was only kind of one or two rounds of qualifying, yeah. uh, for the Scottish teams to come through. You know, Aberdeen, when they made their group stage, was one round of qualifying outside the old firm, that is. Uh, Hearts was like one round of qualifying and then straight out into knockout stages I think at the time No, they went into UEFA Cup Well, Aberdeen went into UEFA Cup as well but I think UEFA Cup was all knockout Oh, you the Okay um, But they was one round of qualifying as well and like just well, we go in at the second and first round which is where the utter trash is <laughs> Like Well, I mean we're there for a reason as well That's But we problem. are actually we're actually looking at the coefficients we're actually quite close to getting two Champions League places so Celtic have a good year. If we get another team into the group stages... It will help, yeah. Two Champions League... Well, potential Champions League spots, which would... You need, you're desperate to get Celtic into the group stages and you really need... Even the sort of playoff round, uh-huh. I think, really helps. Yes. Looking back at recent years, you can see where we are in terms of why we're there. But I think there's hopefully... Hopefully a wee bit Challenges of Challenges from Lincoln, Redimps and... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to blame Motherwell or me. What? <laughs> you're going to blame Motherwell or blah, blah. I hate, I hate Motherwell. St Johnston was such a waste of a European place as well for a long time. Johnston were a waste. Yeah. done it. Falkirk right. done it. See if you look back at the stats. Dunfermline yeah, have bossed up so many European <laughs> qualifications. The year Aberdeen went to the group stage, Dunfermline bossed up earlier. Played an Icelandic team, got beat. Uh, was that not Queen of the South? No, they played uh, an Irish team, I'm sure. Well, they passed. They, which we sorted the cup rule, which pants does a little bit everywhere. What really hurts as well if these is they've merged. Remember the Intertoto Cup and stuff like that. Ah, it disappeared. They merged it back into this. So the qualifying stages are huge. 
Oh, they started back in June. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, there's a preliminary round where it's like total oh, this is like <laughs> This is like San Marino and stuff who just shouldn't... They didn't even give Liechtenstein a Champions League place this year. <laughs> Normally get it for winning the Liechtenstein Cup. That's how they do is get it every year. They well, win that cup. They play that under play in the Swiss Super League, though, don't <laughs> they? they? Still Honestly, they play their under-20s in that tournament and get it every well, year. Well, Liechtenstein didn't get the Champions League place, but had a better coefficient than some that did. Which was... <laughs> they're a reasonable, I was they're a reasonable side. They very occasionally make it into the Swiss Super League. Uh-huh. And That's right. Rocketed back out again. Well, they beat Falkirk, so <laughs> in our only campaign. Um, I, we can't see anything, really. Well, that's the thing. But a lot of people complain that Aberdeen going into the second round hasn't exactly been an advantage. It is bizarre that in the second round you have Burnley, Leipzig, Bordeaux. Like, what, what an edge. Put, put them, there's teams further up, like, who does it really well? Actually, I'll not tell you because it's part of the quiz. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get some kind of random teams as well. The Ludogorets and Ivy's quite close. Unbelievable. Ukraines get loads of good places. Shakhtar and... Shakhtar, I think there's, there's one auto spot. It's ridiculous. Shakhtar did quite well, though. I mean, I the last 60 Yeah, they've done all right. Yeah. I know, but it's annoying. That's really annoying. <laughs> it is annoying, yeah. yeah. That's what you get for signing Brazilian players. I know. We've got a good squad. And we're going off topic. This is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're still talking about Europa League. Uh, so, fingers crossed, how many teams are going to go through the next round, John, if you had to say? Uh, I think Celtic will make it. We've never really spoken about them. Mm-hmm. It's a well, I was just rounding up Europa a... League. I was going to get into Champions <laughs> oh, League. We're, we're going to get there, John. Don't oh, desperate, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not biased. <laughs> I, um, I think two out of three. Like Hibs He's written off Aberdeen. <laughs> Hibs have a soft spot to get through, which is really painful. And I think Rangers will do it as well. Right, okay, Dan. I agree with John. Actually, I'm going to go John. with one because I think one of them's going to get an absolute stinker of a team right at the last, right in like the third qualifying round, which would just oh, actually get to the group stages. Uh-huh. Oh no, name the oh, oh no, sorry, it. sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Of them. Oh, to get yeah. through this round, right, that's right. That yeah. I think I'll go with one. I think one of them will walls up. I don't know who, but one of them I think will walls up. Two out of three. Huh? Wait and see. If they are, indeed. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, we're not. We're not contesting uh, that. Uh, I love this time of year though because Europa League is so fun because you're trying to you get these really ropey streams from like Premier Sports and stuff like that. Yeah. The only time you ever need that channel, which is a Virgin Media subscriber, I now have. <laughs> Had to sacrifice free. Dave. Yeah. Oh, that's good news. I know. Ah, so if you want to see the games though, <laughs> they're here, and that you're listening on the the radio. I'm sure. This is when BBC Radio Scotland will have the most connections drop out during football matches as they're out in like Latvia and yeah, <laughs> yeah, wonderful places. So that's always fun. Uh, anyway, Celtic are playing Rosenberg tonight. Fingers crossed that's a foregone conclusion, right? The uh, Lord Bentner returns so. again. Yeah. I think we've played him before. <laughs> Decent result at Celtic and then you should be fine. Same as last away. year, hopefully. Yeah. They're in an absolute mess. Oh, sacked their manager. Sacked their manager, sacked heard, manager yeah. player revolt. I did hear that the players are <laughs> taking the same route as uh, Spain, pretty much, did they? Uh, before the World Cup. Before the World Cup. Sacked the manager right before. Yeah. It can be really good or really bad. You know, that kind of galvanising effect. Mm-hmm. Our players, or they could just chuck it. Hope for a laugh. Well, I think they should be alright. They've beaten Rosenberg before. Scrape uh, through third round right. last year last year yeah it would just be a slap in the face because Ronnie Dyle will be sitting at his wee Norwegian telly laughing his face off otherwise <laughs> and the Ronnie Ron <laughs> <laughs> very likely he's real for one everywhere <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is they two themselves if they get through have a really rough ride you know AEK Athens yeah, strong side yeah. I don't know That's a, if it is a closed door game mm-hmm. that helps mm-hmm, an that's unbelievable true. amount 
and I would expect Celtic to beat anyone at Parkhead in the Europe, sort of, especially in the qualifying. Mm-hmm. That's they're in the strongest position at all four mm-hmm. by a long way. Oh, it's by far and away the strongest side. Like they should be. Yeah. I don't know if are they seeded the whole way through, or are they already unseeded? They are not seeded for this round. I don't think they've got Champions Route for this round because they may be able to take. Well, is that kind of weird and wonderful way where you can take yeah. the opponent's seeding? Yes. All right, okay, yeah. Well, I don't know if Rosenberg are the seeded team. And if that would be Celtic. Really it depends r- because they've already drawn... This is too technical. It was really funny. <laughs> See, looking at the looking at the draws today, the way it worked out with the Champions route, which is the seeded route, and then teams in the Europa League got the Champions route as well, but it was like... Really ropey, because was... most teams are third or fourth. Well, exactly. It was, it was really sketchy, so... Yeah, fingers crossed again. If they, if we got two teams to the group stages, just like <laughs> it would do wonders for our coefficients and make our life so much easier. Something to go and uh, watch. You know? I know that too. Um, it's my favourite competition, the Europa League. Truth be told, I think it's where all the proper football teams are. The traditional teams good. are. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's out outside of, like the big money spending. You know, giants these days. Like last year, we had Marseille, which is like the antidote to PSG. Or well, Atletico Madrid or Red Bull Leipzig, you know the anti. Okay, nope, that's a bad, that's a bad example. Red Bull Don't. Salzburg. Oh, no, that's a bad example. Don't talk to John about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did. We had teams of uh, who else did we have in the quarterfinals, semi-finals? Uh, Lazio. They were quarters. They go beat off that team. Oh, they who shall not be named. <laughs> and then Atletico Madrid, who are Atletico Madrid, uh, but Sevilla were like the. Sevilla, yeah. They're the antidote to the rest of them. They usually do well in Europa. I would always say it's a very exciting competition. They're a bit more mixed to it, but Sevilla won it for like... Won it. Won it. (coughs) Won it, excuse me. (laughs) Like three years on the trot, so... Spanish teams are four out of the last five. It's only Man United. They've got a great record from that. You should see their coefficient is like so much of a joke compared to ours. It's like 20,000 and we've got like four. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, fingers crossed for everyone there. There's lots of interesting games to come up with some big teams with the looks of things. Uh, we'll be watching, I'll certainly be watching that Aberdeen Burnley game for the first 15 minutes at least on Thursday. <laughs> Behind the couch. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> through bated breath. So fingers crossed, just get us through. <laughs> we desperately need it. Um, and they'll, of course, be looking forward to coming back to the Bet Fred Cup as well. <laughs> um, but anyway, before we move on, uh, one of my favourites from last year. Uh, the quiz for teams and which round they go into in European qualifying oh, so as you can see I've got the actual Champions League trophy here excited, not the <laughs> the Piston Cup from <laughs> joke is he did what in the cup in the film which is a very <laughs> funny joke I like that so the premise of the game actually no let's uh, let's start with the quiz music first so here's the quiz So, rules of this game is you, the last time I gave you a team that finished at a certain place, like sec- second place in the San Marino and, you know, European players. Now I'm giving yeah. you a team. All right, okay. Right. So, pick a pick a team from the cup. You too, John. All right. And I will, uh, if you pick out more than one, that's fine. Oh, I, think two, I think I've got know. nine. Yeah, it'll just, it'll whiz us through a bit more quickly. And you are to guess... Where'd they go in a European qualifying now? I'll get my iPad up with the facts because I don't fully remember this. 
So, Darren, who's yes. your first team you've drawn from our Champions League trophy? It is PSV. PSV Eindhoven, Darren. Yes. I don't have any interesting facts about it. <laughs> of course, they finished where in the Dutch Eredivisie, John? First. They were first. First. So, where do they go into, Darren? Uh, remember, we have group stage, yes. playoff, third round, second round, first round, or if you're a total diddy, preliminary round. <laughs> no offence to. Uh, should be group stage for them. Group we? stage? Yeah. Incorrect. They go into the playoff rounds of the Champions League. Top tier Dutch team. Top tier Dutch team go to the playoff round. It's funny that. That's unbelievable. Zero points for Dan. John, (laughs) your Uh, first team. I have Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt. Ah, how did they qualify, John? Uh, They they won the German Cup. They did win the German Cup. Very good. I don't think they qualified through the league as well. Uh, well, I have the German Cup okay. uh, Is what they were noted as Interesting fact They've managed to maintain Higher average attendances Than PSG and AC Milan And they won the Cup of the Alps In 1967 A trophy organised by the Italians There you go That's awkward um, So which competitions Do they go into first John? They'll be going into the Europa League Correct The Cup winners you see Darren Pokal <laughs> Uh, we'll go for a playoff round in the Europa League. Incorrect. Group stage. Group stage. There's pretty much no one that goes into the playoff round in the Europa League. It's really weird. Right. I think it's purely for Champions League knockouts. Anyway. Or the dropouts. Yes. <laughs> Zero points to you, John. This is not going well. Darren, who's your next team? Uh, Victoria Pilsen. Ah, Victoria Pilsen. Interesting fact about them. It is Pilsen is the most populous city in the Czech Republic. Is it? And they have drawn with AC Milan in the Champions League. Lots of AC Milan starts today. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So, Darren. Yeah. They finished first in the Czech First League. First, first, yes. First, first, yeah. <laughs> right. Where do they go into? Uh, I think lofty ambitions sure. here. That's surprising. I know. Cha- is it Champions League? It's Champions, Champions League, League, of course. Winners generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I'm just trying to think. So. So. Playoff, is it? Yeah. Incorrect. No. I'm going to give you half a pint. Half a pint. Half a pint later as well. Half a point because uh, they you were one stage away. So I'm going to give half a point for <laughs> one stage away. They go straight into the group stage, and from now on I'm going to give half a point. They go into the group stage. They go into the group stage. That's great. John, I'm not taking part. I'll have half a point. <laughs> you both would have got half a point last time anyway, right? So calm your calm your jets. Who's your next team? Oh, did you not pick one? Pick one, you pick two, cheating. Alright, okay, that's fine. Right. Pick two, I picked two. <laughs> uh, Red Star Belgrade. Red Star Belgrade, oh, interesting. Uh, they were European champions, of course, in 1991, and according to a poll, not a Polish person, that'd be awkward, <laughs> they're supported by 48% of Serbia. There you go. Well, uh, where did they. they f- <laughs> 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 partisan. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> not very partisan. Haha. <laughs> uh, where did they finish in the Serbian League last year, John? They did. Where do they go into then? League. Correct. Third qualifying round? No. But I'll give you half a point for the correct competition. That's so it's half and half! He's making this awfully difficult for us, eh? <laughs> Scoring's totally Where unfair and totally unbiased. It's not about the scoring, really. Darren! I'm going to take two or one here. Let's yeah, see. just take one. I'm, I'm running out here. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see. Fantastic podcast listening. Who the hell is this? Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, you got to tell us who it is? Is this the Austrian team? Yeah. Admira Wacker modelling. Is it? Admira Wacker. Uh, yes, that is. Admira Wacker. Lo- I picked this, this purely this is because. It's difficult for me because I don't know who that is. I picked it purely on their name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I thought it was fantastic. They finished fifth in the Austrian Bundesliga. Austrian. Uh, they got that name because they've merged with like 14 teams. 
All right, uh, in the past. So finishing fifth, quite low in the Australian yeah, so Bundesliga. Europa League, yeah. it's mid table. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, pretty much. It's a ten team. <laughs> <laughs> they do go into the Europa League, Darren. Yep. Uh, fifth, quite low down in the Europa. Uh-huh. League. Uh huh. Do do So that must be. I'm guessing that's. Well, must be second or third. So I'm going for second. Good man. You get <laughs> you get a full point for that, Darren. One and a half. I think it's He's got one and a half. Hours. My scoring card's looking really complicated now. Uh-huh. John, who's your next team? <coughs> it's Vikingur Gotha. Ah, Vikingur Gotha. What's my interesting fact about them? Do I have any? Yes, I do. Once managed by former Rangers player Morris Ross. They were Faroe Islands Premier League champions last year. Where did they go in? Uh, first qualifying round. Of? Correct. Both one and a half. Well done. Darren, I think this yes. will be our last one. All right, okay. I have Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon. Uh, they come third last season. They still got a team. They do. <laughs> Interestingly enough, they have 38 different sports teams. All right. Which stretch across different sports, including water polo, aikido, and paintballing. Aikido, paintball. It's like a Japanese judo thing. So there you go. It's a big sports club, apparently. Good Where to, do you think they go into? Well, hold on. They finished third in the Portuguese Premier League. Yeah, third, 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 yeah. Uh, right, let me think. So, Portuguese first and second is Champions League, so. <laughs> Uh, is it group stages of Europa? Correct. What? Everybody is bad. John. Mercy. Oh, darn, this is easy. <laughs> Force in League One. Uh, interesting facts about Marseille is they're named Olympique after the Greeks who founded the city 25 centuries earlier. So, uh, Olympic Greek. Olympique? Very good. The more you know. <laughs> Right, finish your on you every day. <laughs> Fourth in league on, and where are Europa League finalists? Where do they go? Group stages, Europa League. Ah, oh, good grief. <laughs> yes. Darren, could, well you, done, John. could you rummage about in the cup? Oh. Is there any left? There should be one left. Oh, there's one left. Right, there's one left. One left. Right, okay. Yeah, you take that, right. The tiebreaker would be... <laughs> Goodness, God, I'm sure this happened last year, you know? <laughs> the first person that can tell me where this team's from, for a start, would win. All right. <laughs> okay. Then this is going to be done. we'll That's just good. go fastest on the buzzer. Okay, so this team is Punic. E Y U N I K. Where John do you think they're from? Iceland. Incorrect. Sweden. Incorrect. Right, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, they finished again first on the buzzer. Fifth in the Armenian Premier League. So uh-huh. they are Armenian side. Where do they go? Europa League first round. John wins the uh-huh. game. Dungeon. Now, interesting fact about this It should have gone to fourth However, they got embroiled with some match-fixing scandals So it went to uh, Punic instead Punic. Oh, yeah. That happened to quite a few Balkan nations There was a few like sixth-place teams that got places Because of either match-fixing Or the, the team couldn't obtain a UEFA licence So they must have been playing on a farm it was the only thing I could deduct yes. from that weird. A bit weird I couldn't even told you where they came from. No, no I didn't. Neither of you. I wouldn't have fully expected. So, we're well, not even in the right kind of area of Europe. I know. <laughs> totally wrong. So, well done, John. You are our winner of this year's Europa League quiz. That means I get, the, I get to keep the piston cup. Yeah, well, okay. Yep, for the moment. You put it put it in front of you as our trophy winner. Lift it up, John. Lift it for the camera. Hey, there we go. Um, oh, it was good. Well done, Paul. Hi. Try my best. I like the interesting good facts. facts. Yeah, yeah good the facts. facts were good. It's hard Wikipedia. Anyway. Um, so, last but not least, we'll just round off this week with some general chat. I think we saw that um, Adam Rooney shifted to Salford City 
uh, you know, sort of last week sort of time. Um, and Stephen Robinson's come out and said he's tried to sign a few players, but uh, Salford City have swooped in and out, cashed them. Um, not the only time it's happened. It looks like Target Falkirk, Super Joe Cardell. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really linked, though. Amazing, you know, he's such a dumb firm man through. He went, he went to AFC Fylde, uh, you know, similar sort of level to Salford. And it's something we see quite a lot in those leagues, like kind of budget sugar daddies. That um, they're making things very, very difficult for us in our top league. Do you think? Trickle down effect for the Premier League. So much money in England. But even in the National League, like you know, it's, it's so far removed. Epic. I mean, that's obviously you know Salford City are funded by some Singaporean, and you know the class of '92 with their money. Heck knows how much <laughs> of their own cash they're actually putting into that, and they're obviously going for the football league. Yes, but. It's so difficult with such a disparity right on our doorstep to try and keep any good players here. Well, this is it. This is just an issue you're going to have to overcome. It's unfortunate, but you take their money while it's still there. It's a bubble. Where are our sugar daddies? What happened to, <laughs> you know, the Romanovs and... Um... You really want to go down that route again? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, just, we just didn't get any good ones. That was our problem. Although Hearts could have won the league at the time. <laughs> you, never, yeah, probably could have. you never know. Um, they had to take it off them, but yeah. But it makes it it makes it difficult for everyone else in that league, and you know it takes away from competitive football. You know, would you say that, for example, Paris Saint Germain have destroyed competition in France? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can bring out I can bring out kits from before the money, so I'm a true supporter. Um, so, would we implement things like budget caps? In Scotland, we already do, <laughs> but that's for our, <laughs> that's that's for our own problem, man. Yeah, uh, it'd be hard to do that. Premier League, everybody has money now. Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Can't really, especially the Premier League, impose yeah. a budget cap as such. Well, that's the thing. If you were to impose a budget cap, everyone would have to do it. Everyone follows the same kind of principle. I don't know. Like I say, just take the money while it's still there. I think. Back up. Mm. You just enjoy what you've got in front of you. It's, it's your name product really hard to do that when it's absolutely trash though that it's, getting pa- pa- it's getting paid nothing as well <laughs> comparatively aye and that's the, an issue as well unfairly distributed hmm. uh, the wealth given that we are still kind of used as bait we're like the sort of 12 o'clock on a Sunday slot yeah no one really wants uh, half 11 sometimes <laughs> these days the Monday morning uh, Monday evening kind of game nobody really wants <gasps> I think that's why I like bet, uh, BT uh huh They've taken Scottish football a little bit more serious. They probably don't pay them the same kind of money as maybe they should, but you know, they've given it a kind of level of respect that Sky yeah. have never given it. Well, hopefully that could lead to them eventually getting old farm fixtures and stuff. I mean, if, I wouldn't be... I certainly wouldn't be disappointed if they outbought mm-hmm. the, the remaining Sky share yeah. and just took the lot. I think we're actually very fortunate because I think the punditry we have here in Scotland is pretty excellent. Game BT yeah. is far superior to what Sky oh, does. Um, Sky doesn't really care. That's my interpretation. Yeah, it was the same with their La Liga coverage last season. Very poor. But then, you're right, okay. So they're not doing a good job with La Liga. They're not doing a good job with the Scottish Premiership. They've not I got European football anymore either, so... That is a killer. Yeah. Like, well, Sky it is. It's... I think my favourite time watching European football was just at that, the end of when Sky had it was when it kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. Uh. I don't like the BT coverage as much because I hate Gary Lineker's just pants. Like, well, not the time he wore pants <laughs> when Leicester City won the league, but like, I just don't think he's a good pundit anymore. I'm actually sick and tired of footballers covering my screen. 
Yeah, they've got nothing Always really Always got to get that, but yeah. Take an absolute fortune. I know. I think what Gaz gets, what, 1.7 more himself than what BBC pay for the whole of Scottish football. Yeah, well, he, works, he works for BBC and BT, and doesn't BT. he? So. Richard Gordon needs to give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get his wage upgraded. On the line. Michael Stewart will be seething as well, no doubt, but he's always seething. So. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> always normal, but um, yeah, if, if Sky don't have that, what happens? They won't have anything. Well, he got John's favourite tournament over the summer. International oh, the International Champions Cup. Champions Cup. <laughs> they used to have that too. So <laughs> I must admit, watching that Bayern Munich PSG game the other day, you weren't missing out no, no, on no. much. Especially that game because it was like the oh, There's awful. no one out there. Like, awful. The only interest, they have Timothy Weah, son of George. Who? Timothy Weah? Weah? Weah. You know George Weah, the like, inter- well, the AC Milan, he won like Player of the Year in, like, in the 90s. The son now plays for PSG. Um, interestingly enough, though, see some of these England under 19s have chosen to go on their team summer tours instead yeah, of go I to the. That. Yeah, they got beat off of France the other day. They got pumped off of France, Dan. Pumped! <laughs> Sorry. Nobody, <laughs> stopped, nobody stopped them at the moment. Like, so France are just going to dominate the world uh, in terms of footballing, but. Do you pick your, your team's pre season tour over international football? It's. Uh, at that level, you would. Uh, kind of losing its relevance a wee bit there. Suppose your club pays your wage more, so yeah. But well, I guess you never get a chance. It's more about playing for your country than you are. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, if you're in the Man United academy, mm-hmm. you're really going to like get dragged around the whole of North America. Or would you rather go play for England and actually play? Yeah, and have some proper meaning. So um, you'd have that wee tag when you sing for Falkirk. <laughs> England under twenty international. <laughs> But that that as a CV thing for a footballer is huge because it's what always gets put up yeah. when you yeah. sign for a club. A former, you know, England under twenty one internationalist. How far have you fallen, Neil? Well, <laughs> what could have been is what I always Aye. think about. You know, where did you get lazy along the way? See, uh, Stokes signed for an Azerbaijani side today. Uh, Anthony oh, I Stokes. Did hear that? Yeah, I heard that actually. Yeah. Strange. A dry country. What? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I they can't drink. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't think there's much rain. That could be a big problem for him. I talked yeah. to a lot of people and he, they say he was like one of the biggest wasted talents oh, I mean, there ever was. was. Oh, I'd say oh, 100%. Billy yeah. really Fokker stock so high. I think he went to Sunderland for £2 million. Arsenal. I think he could have played for Arsenal. Had he... Had he screwed it up? Had he, yeah, yeah, exactly, which he had never done. a fantastic player. Maybe he'll come back a different man, yeah. <laughs> 32, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah, he is, he's uh, missed it now. Yeah. He'll, get, he'll get paid good money when he's out there, though. Hibs strikers, it's never that. Re- must be a reason. There can't be many reasons. Look, there's a curse on Hibs strikers, Dan. It just doesn't he? That's where Stokes went about 5,000, 5, 6,000 miles away. Uh, Simon Murray's away to South Africa on the other side of the world. That's true. <laughs> do you know what, though, How right? Far away do you need to get? <laughs> From being like a plumber in Dundee like four or five years ago, if you sat and told him you'd be moving to South Africa, and signing for a footballing side, you'd be like, I never. Well, so it'd be a great life experience for him. Shame, I was always a big fan. Um, here's a question though. My brother was talking to me the other day in terms of like, you know, Stokes and his amazing time at Falkirk. Who would you put as your like top five ever Falkirk players that you've seen play in front of you? Putting you on the spot there. Lappy's <laughs> um, up there. I'd put Lappy as Lappie, my number I'd one. I'd put number one, yeah. Stokes yeah. wouldn't be too far behind them. I, I think Stokes would be my top five. Yeah, Stokes totally would honest. be. Uh, Grant on his day was a great player. And if he hadn't got injured quite so much, 
you would have been pushing on the internationals. No I, doubt. I might have put him at like five. I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Danny Mallow purely for his performance against Everton. I think you could have, you could have named any keeper from Peter Schmeichel or Schmeichel, yeah, he was uh, Tim Krul was fantastic. Arfield yeah. um, was a good player, but he was kind of bobbed out of a challenge. So so far we've got Latipi. John's got Peter Grant. <laughs> Danny Mallow, you've, you, is he the best keeper, you think? Yeah, yeah he's the absolute ultimate cult hero. I was put forward Jean-Francois Lessonel because <laughs> he was oh, yeah. brilliant for the three games he played for us on trial from a French third division side in the amateur <laughs> leagues. <laughs> Who else? Owen was absolutely outstanding that season at Broadville. Colin Samuel, I remember, Colin was Samuel fantastic. Why that team? Colin Samuel, actually, that's a good shit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's a really tough one. There was... We always had really, really good players. They never stayed apart from Lappy for a no, long period long of time. Term. They've always been yeah. a one-season wonder. There is, if you want to see, have you heard? You know that uh, exhibition at Calendar House at the moment? Yeah, I've been wanting to go. Don't go; it's terrible. But there is a <laughs> horrific statue of Russell Latifi, which the fans very kindly gifted him as, as thanks for the club. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a. If you can imagine Russell Latifi as like a piggy bank. This is what this structure looks <laughs> right. like. And they paid someone a lot of money to do it. <laughs> really funny. Um, here's another point, though. Like, Do you think football hit its heyday in the 1990s? Depends. Because it changed because it's now modern football. Maybe Scottish football. My problem now is there's way too much tactics to the game. There's way too much thinking. These players are just robots now as to you know setting up triangles and... I don't know, it's a different kind it's, of sport. Ah, yeah. It's it just was. modern and day football, isn't it? So. Rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's destroyed. The, like, the brilliant things you used to see were like individuality, for example. You know, just Maradona taking the ball and running for miles. And there are still players that can do that. But these days, it's more about passing, getting possession, getting the numbers forward and like... It'll change again, though, because that's, that's starting to come to an end. That It's changing again, so... I would just like to see more footballers thinking for themselves. I think you have. I think we just ban managers. See what happens. <laughs> ban managers. I'd like to know how they would play on their own. Just go out and do your thing. <laughs> make it more unpredictable. That's for sure. If what someone wanted to bomb forward, who's to stop you? No one on the touchline shouting at you. <laughs> <laughs> you not buy that argument, John? A weird conversation. Save money. Now this is the thing. Scottish football. We're short of cash. Let's just cut unnecessary staff. Self-employed players. Self-employed. Just run about for twenty thousand. Run about. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Junior football. Um. Anyway, I think that about brings us to the end of our show, doesn't it? I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much. <laughs> I, I turn back and face this way <laughs> for the first time after an hour. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Uh, if it is something you've enjoyed, uh, give us a like, follow, and subscribe. Um. If you want the full episode, we're of course up on iTunes, uh, Google Play and any of your other favourite podcasting services. So go and subscribe, it helps us out a lot. Um, anyway, a thank you from me, Paul. Thank you from Darren. Cheers, guys. And join us again next week for our season previews. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.